Hi there, this is Mike, and you're listening to The Job Pod with Youth Employment Services. So our developed listeners out there, you may remember me from our first ever episode here on The Job Pod. I've admittedly been quiet ever since, um, but that's because during the fall and the summertime, we were back meeting with people one-on-one and in person. It was really great, um, I think as employment facilitators and folks that work in social services, we're always just super pumped when we can connect with people in person. It was great. Recently, we've returned to a work-from-home model, so we're doing our best to offer our services virtually or remotely or however you want to go about it. It's been uh, it's been challenging, but it's been really rewarding as well, too, to kind of figure out how we can help folks. So today on the podcast, I want to talk about something that I had learned about and piqued my interest. I hope it piques your interest as well, too. I'd recently heard about a local business that had opened up this year. Obviously, opening a business during a global pandemic is a challenge, of course. And we'll get into a bit of that later. The thing that interests me about this business is they went about their hiring process a little different than most other budding businesses. The business in question is The Hive. The Hive is Winnipeg's newest indoor climbing facility. If you don't know what indoor climbing entails, you're not alone. We will get into that. I spoke with one of the founding partners, Corey Cuthbert. Corey, admittedly, is a good friend of mine. We've gone on vacations before, and he's extremely passionate about what he does. It's awe-inspiring. I can also tell you that Corey does listen to his podcast in two times speed. I don't understand why. I don't know. Well, uh, don't listen to this in two times speed, please. <laughs> Anyways, this is Corey. Okay, so first off, how do you want to be identified? Name, role, title, pronoun? Yeah, uh, you can just call me Corey. I go by he, him, his, and uh, I'm the managing partner for The Hive in Winnipeg. Okay, so can you tell us what The Hive is? Yeah, The Hive is, uh, so far anyways, bouldering only facilities across Canada, uh, mostly in BC. Uh, my business partner, Andrew Coffey, started them out there. So they got three locations there, fourth one about to open soon. Uh, and we're the first one out of province. Um, and that's largely due to me reaching out to them. So Cool. So for folks that don't know, what is bouldering? Yeah, bouldering is uh, climbing in uh, kind of a modern sense. Uh, so it's climbing without a rope using mats for protection, uh, typically lower heights and a little bit more kind of gymnastic movement to some degree as a result of that because you don't have to just go straight up and down. In the modern context in an indoor climbing facility, basically what it does is it uh, we create boulder problems. So essentially, if you think of like your traditional fitness routine where you go to the gym and you know plug your headphones in and pick up weights and put them down and then leave, the climbing setting is more so where you would go and try and figure out how to move through that space and use those holds to make them work for you on whatever your body style is or your strengths are. I'm not a huge gym guy. Um, yeah, working out isn't my thing. I think the last time I went to a gym was eight years ago. And I have been sore ever since. I asked Corey what his day-to-day looks like. What does a managing partner for an indoor climbing facility do? 
Uh, well, every day is a total mystery for me right now, I say. I, I go in with a plan and then everything is a little just changed because that seems to be how it goes lately, especially with opening the new business. But uh, my general day-to-day, you know, is kind of managing and overseeing the day-to-day operations, making sure that, you know, staff are getting scheduled and paid and trained um, and doing, you know, future planning and uh, making sure that everyone kind of works together as a cohesive team is kind of my big goal that way. So. I think we can all agree that 2020 has been a ride. It has just been a year that is this curveball after curveball. I had asked Corey what what was starting a business in 2020 like. What what did opening in a pandemic entail? Yeah, we were initially planning to open uh, kind of like late May, early June, and obviously the pandemic threw a, a huge wrench in that. Uh, we were like literally the Thursday before we locked everything down, uh, our construction crew from Quebec was supposed to be coming to install our climbing walls. Um, and on the Monday of that week, they decided that it probably wasn't the best time to come out and kind of pulled the plug. So to say that they were, you know, unsure about the future and unsure about the safety of their workers and their families, um, at home as well too. So. Uh, we kind of, uh, you know, not really excited about that, but totally understanding as well. We were, you know, accepting of that. And uh, essentially that put almost everything on pause. In Manitoba, we were fortunate enough that our general construction could wrap up and finish, which meant that, um, you know, when the climbing uh, wall builders on site out of Quebec were actually able to come. So they came, I think, in uh, first week of June or second week of June in the end, uh, which obviously considerably pushed back our opening. Since we're a new business, we're a startup business in Winnipeg, we did not qualify for any federal supports that way and provincial supports really either. So we weren't eligible for any wage subsidies or rent subsidies or anything like that. So definitely, obviously paying, you know, about three months extra rent that uh, you weren't hoping to pay without revenue coming in was quite the challenge. But there's obviously some benefits that we, because we were new as well, because we didn't have to close our doors, we were already not open. And we didn't have staff hired quite yet, even though we were literally like days away from starting interviews and just rescheduled everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right before we locked down, I think we had 500 applicants for a job posting that we had up for like four days. Uh, And uh, we were super excited about the kind of the excitement that came out of that. And then basically like immediately just basically had to tell everyone like, you know, we're putting things on pause for now. We don't know what the future looks like. And uh Put it on pause for many months and then reached out to many of them after that and saw that who was still interested and then started the interview process and now we're here. So, I wanted to know a little bit more about Corey's background and how he got into business, how he got into climbing as well too. This is what he had to say. Yeah, for sure. So a little bit of background about myself first, I guess, uh, is uh, so I have a Bachelor of Kinesiology from the University of Manitoba. After university or through university as well, I worked in a field replacement with Winnipeg in Motion, I believe is what it was called at the time. I think it changed a little bit now, but essentially physical activity promotion for the Winnipeg Regional Health Authority. So through that experience, I kind of learned how we can grow people's capacities and and basically kind of the goal of it with an organization like that is to empower other organizations to get the resources and everything that they need on their own to enable people to be more physically active so that they don't have to be there supporting it all the time. So I've definitely taken that to kind of 
all aspects of my, my work and life that way is that, you know, I like to grow the community and build things and get things going from there. Uh, and then letting them be kind of, you know, ideally self-sustainable on their own, but helping people get to where they need to be to do that. So, so I, you know, through university as well, and, and afterwards became a clinical exercise physiologist, I guess, and a high performance specialist uh, with the Canadian Society of Exercise Physiology and worked within, you know, the, the medical fitness field for a few years and then ended up going back to school. And that's where I ended up becoming the climbing coordinator for the University of Manitoba been climbing myself for about 13 years or so probably about eight years at the time that I took on that role and noticed at that time as well that there was kind of a, a lack of quality climbing facilities within the city and really really wanted that for myself seeing what other cities were bringing in and across the continent really so basically ended up going into that role with the goal of opening up my own facility someday but at the same time uh, you know, obviously prepared me really well for that job interview if I was already doing that research in that area. So I uh, ended up there working there for five years and through that process as well became a training and assessment program uh, instructor for the Association of Canadian Mountain Guides and teaching courses uh, across the country uh, in Ontario, BC and Alberta to uh, prospective climbing gym instructors as well and, and kind of working with them that way to, you know, kind of, again, build that capacity and grow people's abilities across the country. We live in Manitoba. We live in Winnipeg. We are operating out of Winnipeg. As far as I know, the province is pretty flat. There's a couple hills here and there, a couple big rocks out east. But uh, yeah, no mountains in sight. So rock climbing is uh, something that seems a little foreign to me and foreign to Manitoba. I was wrong, of course, and I had Corey explain what the lowdown is on the rock climbing community in Manitoba. Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, and it's a question that's commonly come up with me opening up a climbing gym in Manitoba as well too, is because a lot of people are like, there's there's no mountains here, it's flat as can be, can climbing really survive? And uh, the irony of that is it's probably better off here as a result of that because there's no climbing close by. <laughs> um, because uh, you can climb in the gym and have fun without outdoor climbing. Kenora, Ontario, like. Uh, is probably our closest access to decent climbing. There's a little bit in the White Shell and, uh, you know, a little bit in northern Manitoba as well. But other than that, we pretty much have to drive anywhere we go or fly. Often because you require a car and a lot of gear, we find that we end up doing a lot of road trips from Manitoba. So traveled quite a bit around with that because uh, Manitobans are like pretty psyched climbing community. So, um, so I've driven with friends all the way to Mexico all the way to BC, all over the place that way, just to go climbing for uh, a vacation or what I would call a vacation. Some people like Mike probably wouldn't, but, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, so traveling kind of all over that way and getting to meet people across the, the country, really, and across uh, North America, yeah. um, I mean, that way. And uh, definitely it's a growing scene uh, with uh, my experience with the U of M, we saw um, our usage and participation growing like 60% year over year. It was just like, just rapid, rapid growth, um, and uh, definitely seeing that uh, kind of pushed me more in the direction to where I am now, and seeing that there's definitely a need for it, and, and giving people that quality climbing that they're looking for. So, yeah. So, so would you say like facilities like your 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 own facility here with the Hive? Would you say that's kind of helping grow the scene, helping people access that may not be able to access that because there seems to be some sort of a 
you know, a fair bit of capital you need, like both knowledge and physical or tangible? Yeah, yeah. So having like our new facility in Winnipeg, obviously, uh, there's, you know, there's nothing really like it. We're by scale in Winnipeg. And we've seen just every day, especially because everything's online check-ins and stuff like that right now because of the pandemic, uh, every day we're seeing like new people coming in the door, uh, which is awesome. That's really what you want to see when you're opening up a new climbing gym, uh, that you got new people coming outside of the community that you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. So seeing people brand new to the sport and, you know, we've only been open just over a month now, but uh, seeing people that, you know, came with a friend who was a climber. And then all of a sudden that friend is coming independently on their own with another friend that they want to bring into climbing. And we're seeing that basically every day, which is great to see the community building and growing that way. And I'm really excited to see like what it'll be like a year from now and 10 years from now and so on and so yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. That's great. Maybe I will come in in 10 years for sure. The Hive is a unique facility in business. You could tell they're passionate about growing the sport they represent and the community surrounding it and making things more accessible. The reason I wanted to do this interview was because in the late summer, I had heard about how they went about their hiring process. As an employment facilitator, this is something that has oddly always interested me. There's the traditional route of hiring where you would post a job on the internet or you reach within your own network to fill spots. This was done by the Hive and the partners but they also went a little more of an untraditional route. Yeah. So we kind of, we went the traditional route to some degree, kind of took like a, a dual track route, I guess is probably the better way of describing that. But uh, early on in our hiring processes, I want to say like January of last year, and probably even before that, it was kind of on my mind to some degree and kind of working closely with my business partner as well too. But in climbing, we know that, uh, and we kind of acknowledge that there's, not much diversity in the sport and uh, we know that you know gravity affects us all equally so why don't we see these people of color uh, indigenous people um, represented in the sport we know that it's a very inclusive sport we're very welcoming community-based some of the the four pillars of our business are like one of them is community one's climbing obviously we have health and wellness and education and we like to tie all of those elements into everything that we do as much as possible. And uh, acknowledging that, you know, when we're in the gym and we see only people that really look like myself being a white male, um, you know, females as well, we'll see there as well, but very few people of color um, or indigenous people as well. We wanted to change that. And we felt that, you know, that the easiest solution to change that for us, especially being a new organization, is to just reach out to these other organizations that may have connections to these populations, because if we can hire people in those demographics, then uh, if someone is indigenous or a person of color coming into the, the building for the first time, they won't feel as out of place. If at least there's someone behind the desk who, you know, looks like them and is just as psyched to be climbing as they are or excited that they're coming into the sport. So that was kind of our biggest thing that way. And we we're trying to figure out ways to make that work really well business partner's father um, previously worked and lived in Winnipeg when, uh, when my business partner was younger and he worked very closely with one individual, Clayton Sandy, who is working with like circles of reconciliation and, and a variety of indigenous-based programs uh, throughout the country and the continent. He's lots of experience over the years. So we reached out to him to kind of 
guide that process. And then he also brought in uh, Hani Atan Alibedi from the Immigration Partnership in Winnipeg, where we kind of connected with those two folks and uh, worked to kind of plan our, our hiring fair. We knew that, like I said before, that just hiring people is the easiest solution. And, you know, the feedback that we heard as well, too, is that Black, Indigenous, people of color don't want to be just hired as like window decorations, you know, kind of being hired just to be representative sample that way. But we also know that we wanted uh, those people to be involved in decisions. Uh, you know, maybe we're totally missing the mark on something that doesn't make someone feel included. And by having those people on our staff and on our team, hopefully we can address that over time. Thanks to Corey Cuthbert and the Hive Climbing Gym. That's all we have for today. You can hear more about our discussion in part two, which will be coming out shortly. If you are interested in receiving employment sports from YesMB, go to yesmb.ca. We'll connect you to an employment facilitator and help you up. Take care. Stay safe.